The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Pick 6 Podcast, and this is the Divisional Round Recap Saturday Edition. That's Will Brinson. That's John Breach. Fresh back from uh, robbing someone, wearing all black. I'm Ryan Wilson. And remember, give us a thumbs up if you're watching us on the old YouTubes at NFL on CBS. And, of course, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Starting in San Francisco where things got spicy. Came into the week, the 49ers were the number one seed. Had the week off. Huge favorites against the upstart Packers team that beat the pants off the Cowboys last week in Dallas. And for about 53 minutes, looked like the old Packers are headed to the NFC title game. But a rookie kicker breach honked a 41-yard field goal late in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy finally showed up. San Francisco eked out the win. Producer Harry alerted us to this fun fact that I mentioned on the broadcast. Kyle Shanahan teams entering the week, uh, entering the fourth quarter, excuse me, were 0-31 with trailing by five or plus points. That lasts for four seconds. They were down seven. Jake Moody hit the 52-yarder with about four seconds to go into the fourth quarter. To get inside that number didn't matter. 49ers eked out the victory. Brinson, how do you feel about this 49ers team? You know, I think it was interesting. Um, we'll get to the Ravens game, of course, in a minute, Wilson and Breach. How are you? Um, Breach. By the way, Breach, we did a uh, Antonio Pierce's Hired emergency podcast, and Breach was dressed in all Raiders gear. Is there some Bengals person that lost that you're dressed for the funeral for? Or what, what's going on here? Um, you guys always say I look like Matt LaFleur, so I'm dressed for my own funeral here. Oh, I just you look lost just like Matt LaFleur. 21 game, guys. Come on, Breach. Give it the program. He wore all black. You got it right. Nice job. Congrats on uh, your neighbors for losing their paintings. Um, I think when you look at this game, you go back to the Ravens and the Texans game, and the Ravens pull away as the one seed. We'll get to that in a minute. But it felt like, oh, all right, the one seeds that we forgot about who'd been off for week 18 because they'd clinched their bye, and then we're off for the bye. We're going to show up and show out and dominate. And... Then Jordan Love and the Packers happened. And I, it's, I think it's hard statistically to look at this game and, like, the, Pack, the, the Niners had more, more yards, had a better yards per play, actually converted 63% of their third downs. But if the Packers don't go 2 of 5 in the red zone, they probably win this game easily. If Anders Carlson didn't honk a field goal late, like I feel like this was the, if there was ever, if you think about all the 
the Niners and Packers games between Kyle Shanahan and Michael Four or Matt Lafleur, excuse me, over the last few years. This one felt like the one that Lafleur and the Packers should steal. It was the most inexplicable steal, but they should have stolen it. I, I don't know, man. I this, this it felt like the the Niners were so so lucky to get out of Dodge with a win in the rain in Santa Clara breach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you mentioned the stats, but I think a lot of that had to do with that the 49ers kind of dominated the fourth quarter. If you look at the fact that you mentioned the red zone trips, the Packers got inside the 49ers 15-yard line on each of their first three possessions in this game and did not score a single touchdown. They scored six points total, two field goals, uh, on those three trips inside of San Francisco's 15-yard line. That is a killer. you got to score touchdowns in the red zone. Now, despite that fact, despite those struggles, despite that they couldn't get the ball in the end zone, they were still leading 21-14 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. So it doesn't matter what happened earlier in the game if you're up by a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. What you can't do is have a total meltdown. I mean, Green Bay, literally the first three quarters, looked unstoppable. They did not punt in this game until the fourth quarter. They were moving the ball at will. The 49ers could not stop them. I mean, they had the the... Packers got stopped on fourth and inches on the weird measurement play. I, you know, maybe you take a second and running the, instead of running the quick QB sneak, maybe you blame the refs, whatever. But that was the only time the 49ers stopped the Packers from scoring points before the fourth quarter. And so it really felt like, and I, you know, I hate to say this because Matt LaFleur was such an awesome coach this season. Jordan Love was awesome for three quarters of this game. Uh, Anders Carlson, not good really at all this season, but so I don't want him in there. But it was just a total meltdown by their brain trust where you look at their fourth quarter possessions, three and out. They did not punt a single game, punt on the first possession of the fourth quarter. They finally get a drive together and miss field goal that you have to make, 41-yarder. It's not a 55, it's not 52. You have to make a 41-yard field goal. And then the interception where it just seemed like Jordan Love was trying to make something happen at the end of the game, but it's first and 10. There's 50 seconds left. You cannot throw that pick there. You you have two timeouts. There is no reason that you have to play hero ball at that point unless you're just so insecure about your kicker making a field goal that you think you have to get down to the 10-yard line to make something happen, but that, you just can't make that throw. And so that's it right there. It is. It, it just seems like what they did the first three quarters disappeared. Wilson, hey, who do you blame me, for this? Well, what, was it, what was the quote from um, oh, the, the, the sideline quotes? <laughs> Matt LaFleur. I, it, that feels like one of those quotes that was said all, kind of off the record in a team meeting that was not intended for use in a broadcast. But hey, like, Rick, it was every time Anders, Carl, Anders Carlson goes out there, Matt LaFleur, quote, praise for, praise for him. To, then he'll make the field goal. That's insane. So I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. The hero ball in the last play can't happen. Uh, the overthrow and the check down, that was just unlucky. That's not – I don't know if I blame Matt LaFleur so much. It's just Jordan Love having some some brain farts with accuracy on the first interception, then with decision-making on the second one. And also, look, Aaron Jones ripped off that 50-plus yard run where they're, where they're at the minus 10-yard line. And they were in position to put the game away, and then the rookie kicker rookie kicked it up. Cook, yep. Rookie kickered it up. I would argue – that for, I'll say for all 53 minutes. I'll give him 53 minutes. Matt Floor coached the pants off of Kyle Shanahan. Well, hey, hey, Wilson, we back it up. Back it up like an extra 60 minutes. Go, like, let's start before the playoffs. 
And because I mean, I think this, you know, we talk about like how, like, what do we think about a team season, right? Packers season was well, better than expected. Get, let, let me chime in real quick because I don't want to get away from the fourth quarter that Wilson's talking about. Sure. When I mentioned that it was Lafleur, Carlson, and Love in that order, I would put the three and out on Lafleur because you have a running back in Aaron Jones who's averaging six yards a carry, and that three and out was pass, pass, pass. You're up twenty-one yeah. seventeen in the fourth quarter. Like burn some clock, run the ball, do something. I get, I get that, but the thing, the Aaron Jones dropped, not dropped it. Uh, Jordan Love threw it behind Aaron Jones on that third and two. You could. So that was that. it. It wasn't. Yeah, I'm not. It was pouring down rain too. Done better. Right. Exactly. It, it, running the last. I, I'm just. I'm saying. Like I think that we've talked about this, Wilson, over the course of the season with the Packers. I love. I love Jordan Love. I love Jordan Love at Utah State, and I loved him coming to the draft. Didn't love when the Packers took him. I think you loved him as well. And saying love that much with Jordan Love is weird, yep. but I'm um, do you love answering Jordan Love questions? The I like if you go back to before the playoffs started and you said, Okay, the Packers make the playoffs as a seven seed, and Jordan Love's first year as a starter, this is a no matter what happens against the Cowboys, this year is a win. And then you then condense the two playoff games and look at them. I, I mean, I feel like you got more good Jordan Love than bad Jordan Love, and you're always going to get some bad Jordan Love. I mean, that's no, part of you're what not. He, no, you know, I don't want to push back, but he he was 21 touchdowns, back. 21 touchdowns, one interception the last eight weeks of the season. So you got a lot of great Jordan Love today. Yeah. You talk about the weather. Dre Greenlaw on that defense balled out late, and his breach Purdy was bad too. What's that? Purdy was bad too. Purdy he, wasn't great, Purdy but he, here here's the difference. He played Purdy better bad. in the fourth quarter than he outplayed. Um, Jordan Love, but to to breach his point, you can't throw the hero ball, and you can't have the the misses on relatively easy throws, and then you throw in the kicker, and, and then you know not running the ball as much as breach wanted. Here you are. So I get it. I'm not going to push back on that, and I I would imagine Packers fans are incredibly disappointed, but they should also be incredibly optimistic. But I think let's start here. So Brinson, are you? If you're a 49ers fan, if you're Katie Mox, do you feel great about how the game ended? Because it ended certainly on a high note because it was a lot of lows up until the final five minutes or so. I would say that if you – let's assume that there's no, like, true serum situation, uh, sodium pentothal or whatever it is. like the You know what it is. <laughs> you're drinking it right now, yeah, Brent. That's how we get you on the spot. In Vino Veritas, man. Um, I would say that if you ask Katie Mox right now, she would say that, yeah, we're a little rusty, came out slow, feel really good about how we'll perform in the NFC Championship game against whoever we're playing, Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield, need Debo to be healthy, but really dodged a bullet from a hot Packers team, not that worried. And if you gave her the truth serum... She'd say, holy crap, <laughs> I'm petrified. <laughs> I'm <laughs> really hope it's not raining in San Francisco next week because this 49ers team, and I, look, I'll be Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay applies here too. Like offensive geniuses. I would pick Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's top three in a draft of coaches you're doing, but my God, man, will you be a little more aggressive, please? Like, I want I want three quarters Kyle Shanahan, one quarter Dan Campbell as a as a head coach in the NFL. Oh yeah, I might be I might even mix that up a little more than that. Yeah, but 50, you were, 50, whatever you want. It's just like that before the sequence over the half when he's playing for this long field goal when you have all these weapons at your disposal. 
and then at the, then like weirdly goes no huddle like at the end to give the Packers a minute to go with two timeouts. It was it's just very discombobulating. Breach, you mentioned this in our little group chat about the uh, halftime. The the middle four minutes is as they talked about it on the telecast. Um, before you answer that question, though, about how angry that made you, since you're an angry little man there. Um, that's an elf reference. Uh, is Debo Samuel, because I, our buddy Joe Musso texted me this, because I got into it with him one weekend in Stanford about how Brock Purdy is the MVP of that team, even though he's not the best player in that team. Turns out Debo Samuel might be the best player in that team. So talk about Debo's importance to that team, if he's healthy, what if he's not healthy, what that means, and then you can go off on your rant about the, the middle four minutes there. Well, I mean, we saw earlier this year when Debo Samuel's out, they struggle because he he does a great job of spreading out the defense. Look, you have Debo Samuel there. He can be a runner, which takes a little because you have to keep an eye on him if you're the defense. That opens up things for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if Debo's out there running routes, again, defense is paying attention to him. So that opens things up for George Kittle. That opens things up for Brandon Ayuk. So this is a guy who affects the defense on both sides. You don't have a lot of players in the NFL where the defense has to pay attention to them as a runner and a passer, and, and they're built like Debo Samuel. So obviously that was a huge loss, and it felt like it took the 49ers offense a little bit to kind of get used to that. And then the second half, it was almost like Shanahan said, all right, you know what, let's just let's just get Christian McCaffrey the ball. Uh, you know, there were a few guys who made great plays. George Kittle had a couple. Juwan Jennings had one of the craziest catches ever oh on a dive gosh. down there in the fourth quarter, and he got rocked. He knew he was going to get rocked, and I know some people – it was a good throw by Purdy, but you are definitely leaving your receiver hanging out to dry. And so in the, the fact triple coverage. <laughs> in the triple coverage, the fact that Jennings held onto that was pretty awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, when that happens in game, it's tough. Now they're going to have a week to figure things out. But it's also po possible he plays. So who knows how that will well, impact them next week. Yeah, Brinson? I was just thinking about the Debo thing because it happened during the first 15 plays. I mean, I'm I'm we got hurt twice. Remember, he left with the head injury. No, 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 no but I'm saying like I I'm just wondering if it threw off Kyle's scripted plays enough. I would guess they no. started – Right, Given I mean, how good Kyle Shanahan is. I mean, Matt Canada wasn't right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it probably did. I was trying to be more. But the, the other thing to 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 back you up here, uh, when when he was out, they lost the football games. I mean, that three game stretch where they didn't yeah. do anything right. Well, and it was Browns him and Trent Williams, and so it was like it was hard to distinguish. Was it Debo? Was it Trent Williams? I Debo matters so much to this offense because if 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 the run game's not working. Or if if they're playing if 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 teams are playing man and locking you down defensively, you can go to Debo. Or excuse me, they're playing zone. You go to Z Debo to run the screen game off to the side as a, as a wide receiver, and it, he destroys them. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's and I don't think it's that crazy as you guys kind of both alluded to here to think that it, it maybe impacted Shanahan his play calling a little bit because they only had three possessions in the first half. It's not like you had six possessions and two of them with Debo and you kind of, you're getting your hands wet without them. Yeah, it, was, it, think, was the four, it was the fourth play. Right. So you have only two yeah. full possessions after that. Uh, you know, you punt on that first possession, you go down, score a touchdown, you're feeling good about yourself. And then, uh, then, then, well, but the I mean, like, I mean, how, many, how many, how many of the, First fifteen to twenty plays that Kyle scripted, do you think involved Debo? I don't know. Seventy-five percent. 
in some capacity as a first or second read. And all of a sudden you take Debo Samuel out and you replace him with, and Jawan Jennings is a good player, but you're basically replacing him with Jawan Jennings. That changes the offense entirely. If Debo Samuel suffers, and it, I thought it was, a, I mean, was it a little curious how quickly he got cleared to come back from the head injury? It's the playoffs, Brenton. It's the playoffs. Yeah. That's he was ruled out with the shoulder, I believe. No, the shoulder was second. That's what ruled him out, though. The one thing right, though, but I was saying it was, even, a, it was like tw- it was 12 minutes from Debo Samuel laying on the ground with a head injury to Debo Samuel cleared to come back in, in 12 minutes. It was a little weird. The one thing with Debo, though, is that even if he plays the whole game, I'm not sure with the way Brock Purdy was throwing the ball, he right. was overthrowing everybody. He was airmailing everybody. We were talking about Jordan Love earlier and how well he played. Jordan Love made three bad throws in this game and two of them got intercepted. Brock Purdy made nine bad throws and none of them got intercepted. Yeah. So that's one of those things. This is just where the ball bounces. I mean, he should have thrown a pick six Ugh. in the first quarter. Darnell Savage. Savage yeah, face. Darnell Savage dropped. So I, there's obviously some luck involved. And I think if you're the 49ers and, and you know, you were asking how Katie would feel, you feel it, the playoffs are all about survive and advance. All you want to do is survive and advance. The 49ers yeah. did that. You had Brock Purdy play, not a great game. You won. You lost Debo Samuel for three quarters. You won. So you had, and you were trailing in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan never wins when he's trailing in the fourth quarter, entering the fourth quarter down seven points, and you won. So I think at the end of the day, you feel pretty good about yourself because what? You're in the NFC title game. That's all that matters. Their secondary got torched, and they won. Their first trip to the red zone was the very last touchdown drive, and they won. So on and on it goes. What does that say? Breach's camera is not clear. Oh, so you're fixed. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to white balance it. Why, wanted, why you guys talk? I thought you wanted to. Oh, we thought you had like some smudge on your camera. Um, do you want to talk about the Packers or? Yeah, of course. Oh uh, no, 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 no. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna suggest the fact that, like, if you're Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff and watching this game. You're thinking, oh my God, please, Jared Love, please, Jordan Love, win, like, please. You're, you're like, you're this close. Love smoke. No, but you're this dude. close to hosting the NFC Championship game as a three or four seed. That never happens. I get that part, but then be careful what you ask for because Jordan Love rolls sure. in there just throwing lasers. I think uh, everyone would take Green Bay over San Francisco. What's that? I mean, it, both teams would prefer Green Bay over San Francisco. Oh, yeah, but would you rather face Brock Purdy or Jordan Love? And by the way, um, the Packers' defense has been absolutely balling out like the last shout out Joe Barry. season. So, yeah, Joe Barry was the butt of a lot of jokes, and it turns out uh, he was well, more I, like, I, I, Wilson, let me ask you this. This is a, a good draft question. Like, let's not draft, cap, draft capital notwithstanding. You're looking at teams across the, I don't know, NFC or NFL if you want. The Packers have the youngest roster in the NFL. They were this close to making the NFC Championship game. What roster are you taking over the Packers in the NFC for the next five years, if any? Uh, That's a good question. I'll take it a step further. And Rick Spiel and I talked about this in the podcast, the draft podcast this week. We ranked all the, the quarterbacks from the 2020 class. Breach, close your ears. We both took Jordan Love first over Joe Burrow, Justin oh my, Herbert, what? Tua, and Jalen. 
Now, we take it over the next five years was a question that producer Debo put to us. And the other thing you have to consider, and Joe Burrow was number two for Rick, somehow number three for me because I still owe uh, some money to Justin Herbert for how poor he treated for the draft process. Hold on a second. Uh, but I want to say this quickly. Um, the reason I had Joe Burrow three was you also include the injury history. That's my concern. But um, you would take Jordan Love one, Herbert crazy. two. Crazy. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Are you joking? Why would you even bring that up, Wilson? You're trying to sidetrack this podcast and go down a black hole that you don't want to get me started on. My yeah, God. So I, I, I freely admit that we might might have been victims of the moment, but it was, it was a fun little conversation. But uh, I, to your point, the Packers roster is awesome. Those guys are so good, and Brian Gutekunst has not gotten a lot of credit because people were too busy crushing him when he traded up for Jordan Love and kept drafting tight ends. Turns out those tight ends were really important. And I'll say this, man. The tight ends and the wide receivers on Saturday night blocked their asses off. They were killing Joe Bosa, Joey Bosa. They were getting after Nick Bosa. They were getting after Chase Young. Uh, they were setting the edge in the run game. And Aaron Jones, as uh, producer Harry notes in the rundown, um, one of the best players on the field. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I actually haven't thought anything over the last, like, two minutes. Did you, did you just say you would take Jordan Love over Joe Burrow? <laughs> We did it out too. You can see it on on the. And then you put the, Joe Burrow third behind Justin Herbert. I know, right? Crazy. Who? Joe Burrow might have won as many games as Justin Herbert did this year. I said and I Joe Burrow the, was like out. I, said I included the injury history. I I I may have been a victim of the moment, as I admit it. I'm just saying. Jordan Love's fun. Wilson's trying to get the team president job in Green Bay. Absolutely. I do think. Absolutely. I do think it's insane. The last time the Packers, if you're a Packers fan, you are thinking you, the last time that the Packers had to worry about a franchise quarterback was like 1991. Let's say Nirvana's Nevermind came out. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. No, you were no, at William and Mary then. No one disagrees. I was a, I was a freshman. I, I, know, I know exactly where I was when Nevermind came out. Jesus, yeah. you're old. 91, 92. Had hair and everything, Breach. Uh, Breach, to answer <laughs> Bruce Harry's question, are the Packers the most promising team in the NFC? Because we have the Lions sitting there. The 49ers, the team that just beat them, who's in pretty good shape. Uh, where are you going? Uh, I don't know if they're the most promising. I mean, they obviously have Jordan Love. You have a young quarterback. You have a pretty solid roster. But, I mean, look, the Lions are good. The 49ers are important. Can you be promising if you're the number one seed going to the MC <laughs> title game? Uh, because if you're asking me to, like, who do I think, I think wins? The I, think, I think they're easily the most promising team. Well, maybe, let me finish what I was going to say is that if you're going to ask me who's going to win the NFC title over the next three years, I don't think I would pick the Packers to win okay. a single time. All right. All right. But That doesn't but mean they won't be good, and that doesn't mean they won't make the playoffs. Like here, here for here's my thing. Looking at the top teams in the NFC, if Brock Purdy suddenly became a pumpkin, wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Trent Williams is going to retire soon. They got to pay people. The defense might not be great forever. Who Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn? That you know, we don't know about the coaching in Dallas. Detroit is the other team I would take. Tampa Bay keeps kind of churning it over, but Baker, I, mean, you know, I would take Jordan Love over Baker, obviously. Um, Philly, I think there's big questions there. The Rams, I love Matthew Stafford, but he's old. 
Green Bay, the youngest team in the NFC. I mean, this team is loaded on offense as long as they keep the coaching together and they keep blocking up front. So, like, who's like Chicago? Please, Jeff Musso. We'll see. They got all those draft picks. They're going to take Caleb, it looks like. I, I, I just, unless Atlanta gets a quarterback or Belichick and, and Belichick. You or guys, not Belichick, if you're you right. You guys are riding that thumb in Louise Mobile right over the cliff, but go ahead. <laughs> this is you're this is such a you're like this this Belichick guy can't coach. <laughs> is he gonna fix the offense? The defense was fine no. in Atlanta. Is he gonna fix the offense? Hey, do you see that stat I tweeted out about Bill O'Brien? No, I unfollowed you, then I blocked you. <laughs> 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 in that order. <laughs> um Bill yes, O'Brien. You made fun of Bill O'Brien. I know the guy can't catch a no, break. No, no, but he, <laughs> not making fun of him. He coached. Sounded like it. <laughs> he coached eight years combined with Nick Saban and Bill Belichick and didn't win one title. Do you know how hard that is? Uh, for Bill, for Bill O'Brien, pretty easy. He's a, a hundred out of a hundred. Maybe uh, he was the problem. Ooh. Well, now he's going to be now, at Ohio see the Logan. The Logan Mankins thing is crazy too. I'm not going to say I don't want him to, to come. No, the one thing I'll say about Jordan Love, though, real quick, is that he was great <laughs> for half the season. So he struggled being in the yeah. season, great for half the season. They were three and six. That's right. Uh, let's see him do it for an entire season before I go and say he's better than Joe Burrow or <laughs> Justin <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> That's what I was going back to. I got eight games of good football from Jordan Love. I love probably, it. I wonder where you're going with that, Breach. Great football from Jordan Love. I just All right, one last season. thing. No, I get it. You're uh, fair enough. You should be bringing that up in like next fall, by the way. Like I said, we we were just uh, victims of the moment. And Jordan loves a fun story. D Joe Burrow, if he's healthy all the time, he's unquestionable. No, no, but I but 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 I do think that this Packers team. I know. If you're if, you, if you're picking a team to win, you said over the next five years. I can bet, like, because uh, you can do this in golf. You can bet a player to win a major over X number of years. Or, or over a single year, one of the four majors. If I were, I think the Packers would have the lowest odds because of their total roster construction, the quarterback, all the young players, and the defense that's been good down the stretch. So, what are you saying? Uh, are you saying they need a kicker? I think it's. I think it's the Packers or the Lions is the answer. Uh yeah. In terms of in terms of teams, you think will. If you're picking a team to be good five years from now with the same roster they have right now, the Packers are the answer, and the Lions may be second. All right, one thing before we go to take a break here because Producer Harry is not happy that I derailed the conversation. Uh, the 49ers had one explosive play before the half. That was that pass to George Kittle. They had they led the league in explosive plays. They had two uh, on the second half drive, uh, early in the second half that ended in a touchdown, and then um, that was it, I believe. So, Breach, I'll ask you. 30 seconds, then Brinson, you can follow up. How concerned are you about the offense of no Debo in terms of the explosive play meter? I, I told you right now, I'm not that concerned. I, you know, obviously, I want to know if he is playing in NFC title game, but this was worst case scenario for the 49ers. It was a rainy day. Brock Purdy looked like he was trouble gripping the ball. He was inaccurate with his passes, he was airmailing everywhere. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, did, he had the 39 yard touchdown run. Uh, but outside of that, I think he only he averaged under four yards per carry if you take that one carry out. So 
it wasn't clicking on all cylinders, but they still won. So I am not super okay. concerned unless it is pouring down rain, torrential downpour once again next week. All right. Uh, I'm a 6.5 out of 10. Concern. I'm a four for doing numbers. If Debo Samuel isn't playing. That's yeah, I think 6.5. I'm, I'm closer to 6.5, especially if yeah. the either either defense, Aaron Glenn or, or Todd Bowles, start down to pressure. And they yeah. did a pretty good job with pressure. The 49ers offensive line. Debo's a pressure killer. And if um, you and, and and you look at like the linebackers that both the Lions and the um Buccaneers have, you can get somebody, not not even like can cover McCaffrey, but you can minimize what McCaffrey can do with the linebackers and the safeties. And then there's no Debo there to really destroy you. No, it doesn't. It, it, yeah, but so 6.5. Six and and I, I do want to jump in on the Anders Carlson thing before we move oh, yeah, to ahead. the break and the next thing. So the Packers drafted him, obviously, and they say, all right, Mason Crosby, you're out of here. You're a longtime veteran. You just don't have that strong leg anymore. And I wrote the story on them drafting Anders Carlson. And I said, here's the problem. Uh, he doesn't have a booming leg, which is fine if you're like the most accurate kicker in the history of the world but also not accurate at all. Uh, hit just 70.6% of his field goals and over four on kicks from beyond 50 yards during his final year at Auburn. So it was just like the the, the pick didn't make sense. And then Jeez, he, struggled, from too. he struggled during the season. He was 50% from 41 yards and longer. 50%. I mean, that that is... I, I don't even know if that gets you on a Division One college team uh, anymore. So it was just mind-boggling. And then, as Brinson mentioned, there was a stat that Tom Rinaldi said that Matt LaFleur came up and said, yes, I just sit down and pray every time Anders Carlson steps on. If your coach is saying that out loud to a reporter, uh, that that means everyone in the building knows no one has any confidence in Anders Carlson. And you cannot go into big games with a kicker you don't have confidence in. So that's on the coaching staff. I will be absolutely shocked if he is their kicker Rich, let me ask you this though it's i get i get all that and i don't disagree with it at all but here's the here's the only thing i would say and i mentioned this before on the podcast because uh this is where you know rick spielman catches a lot of heat for christian ponder and and drafting quarterbacks not hitting home runs for the quarterbacks but he also was forced to cut daniel carlson uh in year one and daniel carlson it turns out was really good zimmer wasn't crazy about kickers that missed a lot of kicks um he had very little patience for people that didn't play defense i think but are you at all concerned about whiffing on a guy who could end up being a perennial pro bowler? I mean, that's definitely a small concern, but he, there is a large enough sample size here, which is the whole entire season. <laughs> okay. That's what uh, that you wouldn't have any faith in him going into the playoffs. When you look at Daniel Carlson, he struggled in his first two games and was kind of Mike Zimmer, who is not a kicker guy. He was the Vikings coach at the time. And I think Carlson missed two field goals or three field goals in his second game with the team. It, it was a tie game against the Packers actually week two that year. <laughs> Uh, and and they just said, all right, you're gone. Bye. And so the thing is, the Packers could have called up Robbie Gold, a guy who has never missed a playoff kick. Well, that's a little ironic considering that Robbie Gold was the 49ers kicker. It had been they, hilarious. They, they drafted Jake Moody in the third round, and he was 0 for 1 on field goals tonight. Well, he had his kick blocked, Prince, and it's a, way different than missing a 41-yard field goal. I mean, Jake Moody's been a little shaky. All right. Yeah, but he break. made a 52 yarder he in the fourth quarter. 
He's a award winner. He should make a 52 yarder. Brenton, right. there's a huge difference between having your kick blocked and flat out missing a 41 yard field Let's goal. Let's move on. This is as fired up as you're going to get breach. All you have to do is say Joe Burrow's the third best quarterback and then start making fun of kickers. Kickers. All right, kickers, kickers, we're going to do it. Stock. Here we go. We're going to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the real MVP in this NFL, Lamar Jackson. Right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Breach, I'm going to start with you because you have been driving the train, in addition to the Joe Burrow train, of Lamar Jackson can't win the big games in January. You're sort of driving. I don't think you care. You just like to bring up the numbers. He was 1-3 in the playoffs, four touchdowns, seven turnovers in his playoff career. Coming into this game, he had a lot to prove, and I felt like uh, he answered every question, and then he circled back, took the test again, and aced it. Two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. Uh, he took over the game. Any concerns about Joe uh, Joe Burrow? Any concerns about Lamar Jackson being that dude? I wouldn't say he God. aced the test. He got like oh a D. Oh, my God, Breach. Grow can, you, can I talk? Yeah. He got like a D in the first half and then A-plus in the second half. Prince of was 23 a break. That's right. Go ahead. Look, here's the thing is that what defenses have done in the playoffs happened the same thing for the first two quarters. Now, credit to the Ravens coaching staff and for Lamar Jackson to, for getting all of that figured out at halftime and making the correct adjustments. But go on Twitter. Go watch the game again. Listen to the fans. That Everybody in Baltimore was like, oh, my God, here we go again at halftime because of how the first half went. This team had 23 passing yards. They went with a Jalen Hurts strategy of let's blitz him every time and see if he can handle it. And he couldn't. They sacked him three times. They were in the first half. They were beating up on him. He didn't know what to do. And that's what happened. And then, yes, they did fix it at halftime. But to say that he aced the test, I don't think is the right thing to say because there was so much struggling in the first half. Like, he was awesome in the second half. He was awesome. He won the playoff game. Again, it's survive in advance. That is all that matters. Survive in advance, they won by 24 points. It It was was 10 to 10 at halftime, Brinson. I'm describing the whole game. The Texans scored the Texas scored three points on offense and breach. That's a defensive thing, add, not a Lamar Jackson thing, Brenton. Lamar Jackson ran for a hundred yards. Didn't How many of pick, that was at halftime? Went 16 to 22 for 152 and two touchdowns. Vinny Vide Vice. A decisive but, victory for Lamar Jackson in this spot. Everyone, you've been harping on. I was getting tweets all night. People were like, Are you gonna call Breach out for this is Lamar Jackson playoff no, takes. No, no, I was like, yes, I will. They You've were correct harping. for a half. The first half was absolutely correct. Correct it for like, a half? It was like every other po- – Brinson, Ravens fans were melting down. 
Ravens fans were melting down on Twitter because they were saying, here we go again, because the offense couldn't do anything in the first I will half. Say, Did you not watch the game? You know it was correct Brett's, for a half, Brett's, too? Brett's, the Brett's, Falcons on, let, winning, let me, a, winning a Super Bowl. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I was I, for three quarters. Hold on. Let me ask, let me ask Brenton this question. Because... Breach, you are not wrong. They were there were some real concerns at halftime when it was ten to ten. I was like, oh, the uh, the Texans might mess around and, and and hang into this game. And then the the second half came and they blew the doors up. Lamar was not good in the first he half. They blitzed him seventy five percent of the time. That's a defensive thing. That's a, the defense playing great. That's not Lamar. I mean, Lamar was, was awesome in the point. second half. Like. How Brenton, could you not you admit, admit that their offense was bad in what the first you, half? Dude, I'm sorry. Lamar scored four touchdowns. He threw for two touchdowns and ran for two touchdowns. And he ran for 100 yards and threw for 152 and had six incompletions. What do you, you want those, from Lamar Jackson? Yes, started he played A-plus game in the second half. That's I think I think that the Ravens' offensive game plan was expecting an aggressive Texans' defensive game plan. They started slow. It was a, it was a feel-em-out thing. And they felt them out. They adjusted at halftime, and then they smoked them and put them in the corner. This Ravens team is really good. Lamar Jackson is going to be. It's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like. Uh, I don't know how it works with the one through five votes, but I mean, like he's going to be fairly close to unanimous MVP. I don't think Bruce just agrees with the fact that he's going to be MVP. Yeah, I no think, one disagrees with that. I think the everyone half, agrees he'll be MVP. His, but I think, it, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this. I think you can agree that the first half was a, a lot shaky, not a little shaky, a lot shaky. I think, I, I think that D'Amico Ryan's and his defense showed up in the first half for sure. Lamar was fine. There was a period where he it was shaky. Times. Well, that's a, I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, the offensive line was getting torched by the Texans. D. They were blitzing. That's somebody's fault. <laughs> they beat I mean, them by twenty four points. They, I don't disagree this was with that. Ass kicking. I I don't disagree with that part, and I think Breach, you would agree that he has the piano off his back in terms of being le legit. Yes, and I think that's a huge thing. Also, to get that out of your system, to come out and play this huge second half and say, "All right, I can do this in the playoffs. I can win." the big games when I need to. That's it. That's all he had to do, and that's what he did. That's I, I'm absolutely agreeing that he was awesome, unbelievable in the second half. And that's all I'm saying is that if most Ravens fans at halftime were thinking, oh, no, here we go again. I hope they fix this. Lamar Jackson admitted that everybody was cussing at each other at halftime in the locker room. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Because they it thought was, that too. I, like, I'm not sure what the argument It's the divisional is. round. It's not, it's not like we're like week three here. The Texans had a good game plan. CJ Stroud was fine. He was fine. But in terms of the Texans, and Breach pointed this out in our little chat too at halftime, uh, Houston blitzed Lamar 72% of the time in the first half. Those three sacks happened there. From week 13 to week 18, I looked this up, defenses blitzed Lamar at a 29% clip, primarily because you don't want to get run on. And Breach also, you noted this, why are we not spying in the first 15 yeah. minutes felt like, why are we not spying Lamar? And finally, they got Christian Harris out there. Christian Harris was playing out of his mind. Uh, so they figured that part out. I just think it was a matter of one team being better than another team. And that Ravens defense is legit. And before we talk about the, the Texans, we can continue to talk about the Ravens more because they did a lot of things well. Well, well, I mean, Wilson, just to the Todd Munkin, D'Amico Ryan's thing is interesting because, like, do we think that D'Amico Ryan's out game plan the Ravens in the first half because I mean like look I mean 
Texans have good defensive players and have a good defense, but it's not an elite defense. It's kind of cobbled together. And well, I mean, expected- they got Will Anderson. They got Jonathan Arnard, who had 12 and a half sacks. They oh, it's like Sean Rankins. I mean, look, they, they got Jalen Petrie. They have some dudes. No, I'm not. I'm saying that they, but like, like the defense, this isn't some historic defense. It's D'Amico Ryan's went out and found guys that he thought could work for the defense in the off season. It came together really well. They knew they were behind the eight ball coming into this game. They were aggressive in the first half. And then I'm not saying he got like, like, you know, he got a, like a, the, the Ravens are, are just a better team and adjusted to what he was doing. The spying stuff, though, to breach his point is curious because there were multiple times. I mean, Lamar had 11 carries for 100 yards. And they were running like these clear routes, and he would have these huge lanes where he could run in. He he had easy uh, fourth down conversions, two rushing touchdowns, which he probably shouldn't have had that easily. I'm not knocking Demeka Ryan's. I'm just saying from a like, who who do you blame more, Texans offense or Texans defense? I don't breach. I don't blame anyone of the Texans. I think that the biggest issue for me, if you're asking me why the Texans lost, it starts with number one, the Ravens are really good. Number two, it's incredibly tough to play at MT, MT, and T, whatever it's called, the Bank Stadium. And number three, they had eleven penalties. Yeah, and that was the other part of it is that the uh, Texans had six, I think, false starts. And look, I went to a game in Baltimore. I'd never been in that stadium before. Uh, I went to the Thursday night game back in November. I would say that's the second loudest stadium I've ever been in. Interesting. Behind Seattle. And it, it, it gets insanely wow. loud. And we saw it there with just Texans players just kept jumping off sides. I mean, that was half their penalties were pre-snap penalties. And so to see, I mean, the crowd was a huge, huge factor. Uh, it, it was crazy there. And it's going to be crazy. In they the had AFC 11 title. penalties for 70 yards. Yeah. And, and, six and almost all of, were of that snap Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I mean, when you're behind the sticks, you don't really have a chance. And I, I thought C.J. Stroud, you know, we talked about Josh Allen's game against the Texans a few years ago when he was a young quarterback in, in the playoffs and him acting crazy. And I always go back to Big Ben in 2004 when he won 15 straight and he looked lost in the playoffs. C.J. didn't look lost in the playoffs. No Tank Dell, who's been out since week 15 or whatever, 13, 14. No Noah Brown. He's an IR. So basically all the Ravens had to do was stop Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz had another drop early in the game. He had one last week and almost dropped a touchdown pass last that week. That was a bad drop. Came back and made some big catches later on. But if those are your two go-to guys and Robert Woods, you're up against it, especially against a, an opportunistic Ravens uh, defense from front to back. Mike McDonald is going to be in consideration for a head coaching job, as he should be. So I think they were – for that – to be tied 10-10 with the penalties they had and relying on and, and could have been teams. leading if they didn't miss a field goal at the end Dude, of the half. this is a beatdown. Yeah, in the second I, half. In the second the, half. The tech, great effort by the Texans. I, I love I love this Texans team. I I said they were good. This is my like, preseason team du jour. But this was a beatdown. And I think that we're losing sight of the fact that this may be a historically good Ravens team. And we're losing sight of that. We're just talking about the Texans holding it together for 30 minutes, despite all the, I think the crazy thing is that Lamar Jackson played so well in the second half and was so awesome that that is what everyone's talking about was that how dominant Baltimore's defense was. I mean, they literally, as we just mentioned, they gave up three points. The only touchdown was the punt return. So you're talking about, a defense that just strangled the Texans. Oh, Ryan mentioned everybody that Houston's missing. 
But, I mean, it was just a boa constrictor, slow strangulation to the point where Houston couldn't do anything. And, it really, you know, a lot of the times we always ask each other, when did you feel like this game was over? And it felt like as soon as the Ravens scored a touchdown to start the second half and pushed it to 17-10, to 10, and it just feels like the Ravens defense stuck, pinned their ears back and said, all right, this is over. They're not how scoring many, again. How many times do you think the Texans made it into the red zone? Uh, two. Twelve. What? They didn't make it. In, they didn't make it past the the uh, twenty nine of Baltimore. That and that that's was a missed field goal. How well their defense played. They made it. Good lord! They so made Breach, it over midfield the, um, three, four times. That yeah, pump, dude. That pump return changes everything. If they don't, if they don't house that pump return, thirty four three is like a whoa moment. It was a pretty convincing final thirty minutes. Um, I mean, I, I agree. We can talk. We talked a little bit about about how C.J. Stroud was, was slowed because he's, I think he's a slam dunk rookie of the year. We'll see. Puka Nakua has a. I'm, I'm laughing at the chat. You know, I'll ask Breach, you guys this: Breach is in shambles. He doesn't want to witness Lamar winning a Super Bowl. I think Breachbot would combust. I literally, my preseason prediction was the Ravens in the AFC title game. I I am happy that Lamar finally won. I look. I am glad they're in the AFC title game. I have nothing against it, but I will my say, this is my question to you guys. Ravens in the AFC title game. That's so you. Yeah, that was. Uh, anyway, I'll ask you guys this because we're talking about CJ Stroud. 10-second answer, Brinson. 10 seconds, okay? Good luck. Would you rather have CJ Stroud or Jordan Love for the next five years? Oh, that's easy. CJ Stroud, but it's closer than you would think. CJ okay, Stroud, well, I'm going to be even crazier. You, you think my Jordan Love take was hot? CJ Stroud is my QB three in the whole entire. Oh, we're going to have to have an podcast. Gary, you and Allen? You've got to rank well, who, the court. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next podcast. We've got to rank the quarterback from 2020 and offseason podcast, and we've got to get Wilson's <laughs> full list of best quarterbacks in the NFL. In an <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you I'm not answering throw, the question. You need to throw the break, and the tease needs to be. I have two uh, quarterbacks uh, ahead of CJ Stroud. I'll tell you who I'm they are. I'm going to talk next. about why the Ravens were able to stop the third best quarterback in the NFL, CJ Stroud. We talk about the penalties, talk about the injuries. Something else I want to note real quick, and then you guys can chime in, and then we'll take a break after this. Wait, who are the who are the quarterbacks ahead of Stroud? No run game for the Texans. <laughs> got to listen to with the first pick. You got to listen with the first pick. So they came into this game after 3.7 yards uh, per carry, which wasn't great <laughs> over the last month and a half of the season. But this is something that uh, Texans fans were noting uh, with with great concern. Um, Devin Singletary, who did the bulk of the carrying for this team, carried the ball on first down. Six of his nine carries were on first and ten. He had averaged until he ran for eight yards early in the third quarter. He was averaging something like .08 yards per carry. So that, in addition to all the other things that were not going right, starting with the, the false start penalties, I think is what doomed C.J. Stroud. Do you guys have any other explanation that would might you, be C.J. Stroud-related? Would you hire Bobby Slowick to be your head coach? Yeah, I thought Bobby Slowick did a pretty good job under some trying circumstances. Well, he ran on first down every time. They ran on first down 33% of the time the last month and a half of the season. I'm not concerned about it. They were probably trying to – and here's the other thing that's, that's sort of funny. This is a breach stat, and – um breach you can fill in the qualifiers because you may know it I had to go look it up the Ravens were giving up five yards per carry since week 13 they were one of the worst teams yards per carry wise 
defensively. Now, some of that is the Week 18 matchup reach, as you're going to say, against the Steelers, where the Steelers were playing for something. Uh, the Dolphins were in that mix. They they ran up on them uh, the week before. San Francisco was the, the week before that, where they were getting chunks, but then they got the doors blown off, the, the 49ers did. And then the Rams in Week 14. So all those teams can run the ball really well. And maybe Slowick was trying to take some of the pressure off of CJ, not knowing they didn't they didn't have the um, the pat the uh, receivers there because of injury. But that after I mean after the first five carries, maybe you mix it up a little bit. Yeah, it was a little weird. I I mean, you look at their first first two first two first downs where they actually threw the ball, went for an eleven yard gain and a nine yard gain. I get it. And then you have these runs going for zero yards or going for minus one yard and it, it just look just switch it up you don't have to run on first down all the time at least throw the ravens a curveball if they know it's coming it makes their life a lot easier I, I mean i would actually probably be more inclined i think i'm closer on the brinson side here that i didn't think this was a great game from slowick this wasn't this wasn't a dan quinn meltdown where uh <laughs> you got you. <laughs> beat down by the packers and your defense got embarrassed i, I mean the odds were stacked against them. It was a situation where it was going to be tough for this team to put up points, even just with the guys they had out there. Hey, Breach, uh, can I ask you a question? Who, yes. who called the better game, Bobby Slowick or Kyle Shanahan? Uh, probably, I'll go with Kyle, but it's closer. It's close, than, right? Yeah, it's close. I mean, but Brock Purdy didn't play great. So, I, I mean, look. That's the point. Yeah. It's close. End of the half, Kyle Shanahan thing just rubbed me the wrong way. And that's all anybody would be talking about in that game if the 49ers had lost. Exactly. What do you got, Dr. Just you. I'm laughing. Dr. There's, a, there's a fight going on in the chat right now about Lamar Jackson. All right. Oh, uh, That's what happens when you start talking about Lamar Jackson. Every, everyone, no, everyone's like, no, no. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. And then there's Tua. I need to get in the and chat. Then there's Joe Burrow. And like it is, it's really got it really got heated. If the Ravens right. win wait, wait, the Super Bowl, so who, so who, you have CJ Stroud three. No, we're not going over that now, Brent. No, in fact, who are the, who are the top two? Allen and Mahomes. We're gonna take a break. When I come back, <laughs> You're we'll a find out if you don't if you don't answer this. Who uh, the Texans? What the Texans' future looks like in the AFC right after this? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Brentson, do you feel better about the Texans, the AFC, or the Packers and the NFC? Because you seem pretty bullish on uh, Green Bay. People are asking for you to answer the question. Well, in 12 minutes, I will give my answer as we sign off. So, Deal. Ooh, that, that's a teaser. That's a good teaser. No, I, I just want to know, if, if, if Stroud's three, I'm fine if Stroud's three. Brenton, he's going to answer it when we sign off yep. at the end. Stay Don't talk him into it. That's it. No, Brenton, you Texas have to stay on the rest not, of the podcast to get the answer. You no, can't hang up. the Texans are not the most promising team in the AFC. That's I not love what I the you. Texans. They're awesome. Out of the, pa- out of the Texans and Packers. Oh, what do you mean? Who's more promising? That Which was the team question. Is more promising going right, relative to the conference, conference or just overall? In their respective conferences, which team is more promising? Uh, Packers for sure. That's that was an easy answer. Breach, do you agree with that? 
Uh, I mean, I, I would I would argue the divisions are a little different. Yeah, let's well, put it like this. I mean, who makes the playoff more times over the next five years? Packers or Texans? Houston. Mm, I would say Packers because I think that I mean, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Yeah, but they weren't in the division. I mean, who's, who's, who's challenging the Anthony the Richardson? You want That's a actually, piece of Will Levis, son? The, it is telling that you mentioned Richardson and Levis before you mentioned Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I said Lawrence. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, 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 I bet you didn't. Um, no, Richardson. I mean, look, I I think that um, I, I was saying this earlier. Do you worry at all that you know last year's Jaguars team is like, well, they've got Trevor Lawrence and Doug, they're good to go, and then they collapse? Is there? I mean, I don't think that the Texans are into that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I would take CJ Sharp Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they'll have that type of. I mean, I don't think they'd have that kind of drop off. I would. I would. I mean, I'm. I'll go down with the Trevor Lawrence over CJ Stroud chip nine a hundred times out of a hundred right now. All right. No contract involved. Well. Just straight up player. No, everything. Yeah, Lawrence over Stroud for sure. Stroud's oh. awesome, but I'll take Lawrence over Stroud. All right. Uh, Breach, did you answer the question? Texans, Packers? If we're just talking about who makes the playoffs more times in the next five years, I'll take Houston. Just they're an easier division. It just seems The conference is way easier for Green Bay. Right, but the division's not. Is it, though? They've got, they've got yeah, to deal but, with the line. The division is one path. The wild card's so much easier. Oh, the conference. Right, the division. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I well, all right. Well, let's take it a step further. Who wins the most division titles over the next five years? Oh, Houston. E uh, easily Houston. You agree with that, Breach? Okay, I mean, think about it, like in, in the AFC, you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Lamar. And then that like fifth or sixth best, best quarterback in the AFC, Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, I mean, Rodgers, I mean, I, there's, there's not a lot of spots in the AFC, this? man. What year is this? The Texans, dude, dude, the Texans were after week eight of the, the 2023 season this year, they were three and four and had lost to the Carolina Panthers. They were probably 25 to one to win the division. So what's, what are you getting at? It's a, it's very similar to what the Jaguars did last year. The Packers were three and six. Right, and also lost today. Yeah, but you said you're higher on the Packers. Because the conference is easier. All right. We'll save that conversation for uh, another Who, season podcast for April 2nd, right? April 2nd. Now. Let's see who's, who's, who are the two quarterbacks ahead of? We're not done Jeez. yet, my, my friend. I said at, at 12 minutes, and that was four minutes ago. We got to do Breach VP first. Brinson, think about your Brinson VP. Oh, we're doing breach VP first. I can go first. I don't care. No, I'm giving out my breach VP first. I am giving it out to the man who deserves it the most. I know who it you is. guys think I am 100% against, but I think is a very great quarterback. Don't you dare give it to Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Look, that was such a huge win. Brinson can try and pour it on and said, I thought he was bad. No, that is not ever what I said. I said he has struggled in the playoffs. He got the monkey off his back. He got the monkey off his back. He was A-plus game in the second half. He was awesome. He played MVP caliber football. That's why he's going to win MVP, because he was so good 
all year. I think one of the knocks on Lamar Jackson is he struggled with injuries. Wilson, you mentioned that with Burrow. Guess what? He stayed healthy all year, and now they're one game away from the Super Bowl. If they make the Super Bowl, every general manager who had a shot to get Lamar Jackson last offseason and didn't do it should be fired. I don't so, hate it. My BVP. And I struggled with this, but I wanted to give Wilson a chance to access the Packers in San Francisco 49ers game. So I'm going to go off board here a little bit. B, oh, all right. Second letter in the alphabet, obviously. P, who knows what letter it is. But M, everyone knows. 13th letter in the alphabet. The middle letter, the basic, bare, average. So that's why Joe Burrow, the most average quarterback in the NFL, is my BVP. All right, that's, that's out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, he really is. He needs a he needs a turtleneck and a beret. Harry. <laughs> I just want to troll breach. I th I know I, I would say that um Mike McDonald's my BVP. Incre or Tom Munkin or, or John Harbaugh if you want because he hired these guys and he brought these coordinators in who were difference makers for this Raven season. I think it ends. I like I want I have the Bills before the season to win the Super Bowl. I think it's possible the Ravens win it all and Lamar proves idiots like Breach uh, dead wrong. But Harbaugh tossed Greg Roman out, brought Munkin in. A couple, two years ago, he brought Mike McDonald in from Harbaugh, from his brother's staff. And these two coordinators have made a huge difference in this Ravens team. So my actual BVP, John Harbaugh. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. The dance, uh, if you haven't seen it, go to Twitter and uh, the Ravens account. They have John Harbaugh dancing after the game. It's truly awesome. I'm going to go. We haven't talked a lot about the, the 49ers defense. Uh, Breach mentioned that they they struggled at times to uh, to keep the Packers from being red hot the first 45 minutes or so. But I'm going to go with Dre Greenlaw. Two interceptions. The biggest interception coming at the very end of the game on the, the hero ball throw from Jordan Love. And uh, the only thing that caused me to almost not vote for him was that he refused to go down at the end of the game. I don't know if he wanted to score or if he just wanted to run the clock out by running in circles, but that was a wild scene. Luckily, he didn't turn the ball over. Um, if it had not been him, it was going to be the guy on special teams that recovered the fumble, the, the Nixon fumble, that fantastic punt return. I think it was Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson. What Eric a, Wilson. Yep. What a great special teams play that would have been a, a front runner had the, the Packers held on but I'm going to go with Drake Green, Greenlaw for the, the two the two interceptions game ceiling interception that all right name boys the names name the names Wilson all right here we go number three and we're going to end the show right on this because we're not going to have any rebuttal from anyone number three